Number 3. This is the Trailblazers.irish podcast for Wednesday, July 15th, 2015. Bitesize.irish. I'm Conor Mwinichon and this is Trailblazers.irish Brought to you by Black Knight, the only Irish-owned, ICANN-accredited domain name registrar Each week we bring you an interview with an Irish trailblazer Someone who's building, creating, expanding, researching or otherwise blazing a trail The one thing they all have in common is that they're using the new .irish domain extension .irish is the new top-level domain for the global Irish community. It's available to anyone, anywhere in the world who identifies with the word Irish. Irishness, we remind you, is more than geography or politics. It's a state of mind. The website for this podcast is trailblazers.irish, where you can find out more and subscribe to get the weekly episodes for free. This week on the show, bitesize.irish. For many people, the word Irish means Irish language, the modern language with the oldest vernacular literature in Europe. It's spoken today in Ireland and around the world. Sure, we speak English, but so much of what we are, including how we use the English language, can be traced to the language in which our nation expressed itself for generations. Today, the Irish language, Gaelge, is spoken all over Ireland. Irish medium schools are growing in numbers and, as we'll hear in this podcast, many people around the world are turning to the language as well as music and other forms of Irish culture as a way to connect with their Irish heritage. Bitesize.irish is one response to that international demand and its founder is an old friend of mine named Ono Crohur. He joins me on Skype for this week's show. Ono Crohur, welcome to the show. We've just done this interview in Irish and we're going to post that online for people to listen to. But uh, this is an opportunity for us to do it in English as well as part of the Dot Irish podcast series. Uh, so welcome again, Falter Rothorn. Well, thanks, Con. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Ona Crowher, you're the founder, one of the founders in the Founders Programme for the Dot Irish Domain. And you're the founder of uh, Bitesize.irish. Before you got the Dot Irish Domain, what did you use to call it? Well, you know, we still go by Bite Size Irish Gaelic is the name of our service and we were going by BitesizeIrishGaelic.com um, which is a nice fit with the name but it's a long URL and uh, it was always being confused uh, whether you throw in a D or something in that address, you know. Yeah. So what we've done now, Bite Size Irish Gaelic is now at, it's now live at BiteSize.Irish. That is cool. And we're going to talk more about that uh, in a minute and the importance, I suppose, of having that .irish domain for you, Owen. Uh, but let's go back a little bit. Um, Bite Size Irish Gaelic or Bitesize.irish grew out of, I think, your involvement with a, another site that you founded called Irish Gaelic Translator. Uh, Owen, let's go back even further than that because um, uh, I know that you grew up uh, in Ennis County Clare, grew up speaking Irish in the west of Ireland. When, as a teenager, you went online, you decided to um, use Irish online as well as English and any other languages and opportunities you had the chance to use? Yeah, you know, it was back in um, oh, end of 1995, I think, um, that Christmas, and uh, you, you'd have your personal webpage. Yeah. So uh, I drew up one of those and published it, and um, people were amazed that a 15-year-old could write some HTML. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it was very easy, I guess, back then. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up uh, speaking Irish at home. So I, I guess it, I, it was just like, here's me. I live in Ennis and I was probably saying hello world. So I put that paragraph in Irish and English yeah. and ended up um, recording some phrases and, as well. You know, I was, I was always struck at how uh, I made connections with people who just stumbled across the site. You know, a lot of Americans, Australians. Uh, there was a guy called Adrian who he eventually traveled to Ireland, but he was, he's down in Australia. Mm. And, you know, it was a 15-year email contact that we've had just because of being back then you know so you know I was looking for opportunities I guess back then what I could put online you know um in 1999 I was trying to figure out how to do like a pen pals website like a key pals online uh, pen pals at the time um and after that, there was a forum for Irish translations. I, I guess I was getting emails for translating Irish. I, I, I can't remember, but it must be that's where it came from. It's, so, <laughs> it's something I discovered myself, uh, Owen, when, when I was um, um, using Irish online, was that um, there was a, um, and I hadn't anticipated, but that there was this very large and very engaged community of uh, internet users in the United States in particular, but um, in other countries as well, uh, people who were Irish of Irish descent or maybe just interested in Irish language and culture, who I suppose um, for them, the Internet was a lifeline. And someone like you who spoke Irish uh, was a, a huge um, opportunity to, to be able to talk to you online. Um, was that is that a fair assessment of it? Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah so I've always been uh, struck by the uh, it's it's a genuine love for their culture. I, yeah. I know it can be very easily cliched by Irish people, but um, people, for example, in the states, they feel so deeply uh, rooted in their identity just because I guess they say it themselves that. Um, they need some kind of identity since you're American something usually, mm. or at least a mix. So uh, the people we deal with now, um, we're basically helping them connect with their Irish heritage uh, more deeply and more personally by learning to speak the Irish language. And I still can't understand myself how people can go that far. I still ask the question, how did you go so far to like your culture so much as to want to speak this new language, you know, and they'll, they'll always come up with, um, you know, stories about their ancestry and stuff, but a real passion in their hearts. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that always struck me, and I want to ask you more about Bitesize.Irish in a minute, uh, uh, Owen, but one of the things that I, I think um, uh, might be a fair, a fair uh, description of uh, Irish Gaelic translator uh, was that um, there was an awful lot of people uh, looking for translations for phrases that they planned to get uh, tattooed on their skin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we had massive warnings on the website. <laughs> 
that uh, please get double, triple and uh, uh, confirmations and please check with other people. But yeah, in yeah. the end... Which was, uh, it was a great, yeah. I, I always thought it was the most wonderful example of crowdsourcing because it was a, it was a forum, basically, a bulletin board, essentially. Uh, but um, you would have people come on and say, you know, is how I want to get a tattoo in Irish Gaelic that says X, Y or Z. Yeah. And somebody would come in and say, well, I think this is how you say it, but please don't do it or don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't take my word for it wait for someone else to confirm it before you actually go and get the needles and the ink yeah I'm, I, you know I'm sure a lot of tattoos did come out of Irish Gaelic Translator but a, a, a community came with it too yeah. like grew up with it too it was at least one of the places where people could connect online and uh, when I did sell it unfortunately the user the community that was there basically uprooted and left they didn't like the policies of the new owners, um, which didn't line up with what what I had expected, what mm. would happen to the site after it's sold. So you can now find the Irish Learners Forum online, which is basically the regulars from that old forum okay. over there now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the reason I wanted to ask you about that first is that, it, is it fair to say that Bitesize.irish was, uh, for someone who might have initially just been interested in a tattoo or in a phrase or something like that, is it fair to say that Bitesize.irish is, for many of those people, the next logical step? Oh, definitely. Like, uh, I know it's quite a niche business, <laughs> But um, it's I find it interesting now, um, and that is it. We had this um, audience. It was big traffic site at the time, Irish Gaelic translator. How big? Um, it was peaking at about four hundred thousand page views a month, um, which just goes to show how much interest there was. I guess there were certain pages um, in the archives mm. for um, you know n- uh, very popular phrases. So I, I wanted to figure out, well, what can we offer these people a bit more? So I had a site called irishsayings.com along the way too. And that was a bunch of recordings in Irish. And uh, yeah, we wanted to basically uh, teach people the Irish language, especially people who don't have maybe classes locally. You'd be surprised about, about the number of Irish language classes, say, across the States. But still, you know, not everybody has one locally. So we wanted to um, help people connect with their heritage more. Yeah. Well, uh, so how does it go about that? How does it actually work? Let's say I come to Bitesize.irish for the first time. What can I expect? Yeah, um, the service is an online program for learning to speak the Irish language in bite-sized pieces. So the whole thing is that that a language is really hard to learn. Um, And that's why we've broken it down into bite-sized pieces and each lesson that you take online is a bite-sized piece of the language, and it's all connected together in the program. So uh, if you come to bitesize.irish, you'll find where, where you can you know, sign up for a free trial. And as soon as you sign up for your free trial, you can click onto your first week and click into your first lesson, and you listen to the phrases uh, in that lesson, and there's a phonetic spelling for the phrase as well. And we like to explain what the phrase literally means as well. Mm. So you mark that lesson as complete and on you go, away you go uh, through your progress through the programme. Very good. And there's a free trial for people when they start? There is, yeah. I've always, um, it's always an experiment, I guess, to figure out what's a good way to get people in to try. So 
uh, originally I think we were um, giving five free lessons completely free and then you could uh, I think sign up for a subscription now what we do is let you uh, sign up for a free trial and you basically get access to the program for your two weeks and after that if you do want to keep going uh, you can choose a subscription plan to pay and you're still even though this is a, a different kind of site to the the forum as such it's very much about community building and and uh, encouraging the community of learners Owen as well I understand you have a blog and you have a podcast as well which is doing quite well yeah the, the podcast is great fun but you know Con, um I've um I started a forum twice on Bite Size Irish Gaelic and twice I closed it down because it was so hard to get community engagement, just people logging in, you know. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is a great crack. It it comes from the Bite Size Irish Gaelic blog. We have, it's, um, you know, an article a week, basically. Mm-hmm. And the podcast uh, comes out every two weeks. It's a discussion program in the English language, and I chat to people, for example, who've uh, taken great strides in their Irish learning, um, wherever there may be, or maybe they're an organizer of an Irish language event or something like that. But yeah, a podcast, um, I feel it's a, an excellent way to connect both with the interviewees. I get to meet new people. And the listeners of our podcasts, you know, there's several thousand people who subscribe to the podcast and you make such a, such a deeper connection with those listeners as well compared to, for example, just having a blog post. There's something very special, I think, very personal about having somebody uh, whisper in your ear as you go about your daily business, whatever it might be. So you've, you've uh, started a brand, Owen, you've uh, started a site, you're offering a service, you're reaching out to people with blogs and podcasts, uh, you're, you're building your reputation and you're engaging with your audience and, and with your market and with your customers. And then along comes the new .irish top-level domain and you think to yourself, this is an opportunity. Why did you go for a .irish domain? Why did you join the .irish Founders Programme? Yeah, it, it was a very interesting opportunity. You know, I think um, picking yourself out as something Irish, depending on your market, the business's market, can be very important so uh, for us, a .ie doesn't work because we're dealing with people outside of Ireland and uh, I think Google would even punish us greatly if we tried to operate under .ie for a global audience. So when I saw the .irish coming up, um, I was very interested because it basically helps us tell people we're about Ireland or something about Ireland and it even works very nicely for the Irish language, I guess. So we had the the long URL bitesizeirishgaelic.com and it was always hard to share and you know tell someone there was always a misunderstanding. Hmm. So now we can tell people okay our site service is still called bitesize irish gaelic so that might be a discrepancy actually but it's at bitesize.irish and that's much easier to tell somebody face to face than our original one. As you say, .ie doesn't necessarily mean something in, in Kansas or in, or in Milwaukee or in Canada or, or Australia. But .irish is something that for someone who is uh, interested in connecting with Irish heritage and culture, uh, it's something that resonates immediately with them. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a great opportunity for you know tourism is an obvious one. I think, um, but somebody you know I was reading um, a, a financial blog recently. I clicked through um, from an Irish forum. Uh, it's based in Ireland, and when I went to the blog. I could barely tell that it was based in Ireland, except for the fact that uh, they were mentioning like this Sunday uh, independent and stuff like that. Um, and they were at a dot com address. So either they could go with a dot IE, I guess, which, you know, it, it has its own bureaucracy around it too. The dot IE, it's, there's a bit of a, uh, you have to jump through a couple of hoops to get one. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so the dot Irish, it, it's, um, if somebody was considering an Ireland-related topic, but they wanted to reach people outside of Ireland, I pretty strongly tell them not to go for that IE because um, I, I think Google will just punish you because uh, Google see, sees that as an Ireland-centric, geographically-centered website. It's a good way to look at it, and I suppose you could say... Um being Irish is bigger than just being in Ireland and, and .irish is bigger than .ie from that point of view as well. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and it, I guess it all comes down to if a business is considering to establish itself under .irish or to, to move to .irish. You know, obviously it comes down to looking at your own business and your own audience and really considering what effect mm. it could have. But I think it could be... Um, it's it's a very strong part of our identity now and uh, we'll be happy to keep going with Bite Size That Irish. It's funny, I, I, I often think, um, you know, being involved with the Irish language and speaking the Irish language, uh, there's a tendency among people with a certain limited mindset to think, oh, Irish belongs in a certain box uh, in the west of Ireland, on the reservation, if you like. Um, I don't want to be too... Um, yeah. too, too critical of, of, of people either but there is a certain attitude uh, that says oh we leave Irish over there lock it up and keep it in the Gaeltacht or whatever it might be uh, but people who, who use Irish who speak Irish Gaeltacht people and people outside the Gaeltacht as well um, are actually outward looking global in their perspective I think and uh, and see Irish not as something that that uh, limits us but something uh, that we take and we present to the, the wider world and this is um, something from having known you personally for years Owen um, this is something I think is is fairly true of yourself as a young uh, Irish person as a technology person as someone who speaks Irish as well um, Irish goes hand in hand, I think, with uh, with a, an outward looking attitude, and I think dot Irish is a perfect fit for that. Oh, definitely! Yeah, like uh, I know there's probably not many Irish language people listening to this Irish language business people, but yeah, it, it definitely um, fit very nicely for us, and I'm sure the dot Irish would fit uh, nicely with broader spectrum as well. Yeah, just coming to mind, like I know Breed Irish. She's up in Ancaprulua in Connemara. Um, she's a native Irish speaker, grew up in the in Connemara area. But, I mean, she spends half her day reaching out to people worldwide. She has her friends uh, globally because of the Irish language. Yeah. And, yeah, you're, you're very right. People in Ireland don't realise uh, what, a, I guess, a global scene the Irish language is these days. There are literally thousands of people mm. uh, learning it worldwide. 
you could say there's there's a certain limit to how many people you can uh, put in in um, I suppose how many miles in the Wild Atlantic Way or how many uh, products you can sell and things and manufacture in Ireland. Uh, but there's absolutely no limit at all uh, to the the reach I think of the Irish language and Irish culture. Uh, people understand that about music I think instinctively, and um, mm. it's something we're we're going to be exploring over the course of uh, this series of podcasts. Owen, uh, and I'm delighted that you you took the opportunity to join us for it. Tell us what's in the future for Bitesize.irish. Yeah, we're always uh, trying to figure out what the next uh, product is as part of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic brand. Um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess it's an experiment again. So you're always trying to figure out uh, what's the most people uh, you can help um, with a product that doesn't take five years to develop. And um, we've got a couple in the pipeline. We've done a couple of tests and uh, I like to do a bit of customer development. So we basically speak to our customers and uh, wait until they're all nodding. And then I go, ah, so that's what you want. (laughs) And we produce another one. Just for example, a couple of years ago, um, we came out with audio lessons for the Irish language. So they're up on iTunes and that type of thing is very nice to go hand in hand. It is. It certainly is. Well, Owen, Tom am very happy to online. you live That was Ono Krahur from Bitesize.irish. As we mentioned earlier, if you speak Irish, or if you'd just like to hear what it sounds like, we also recorded a version of that interview in Irish. It's basically the chat we had before we did the interview in English. We've posted that on the website as well at trailblazers.irish, and we'll put it into the podcast feed tomorrow so that it shows up automatically. If you want that automatic subscription goodness, just go to trailblazers.irish where you'll find a subscribe button at the top right of the page. All the other episodes in the series are there as well and there's lots more information about .irish. Trailblazers.irish is brought to you by Black Knight, the only Irish-owned, ICANN-accredited domain name registrar. Would you like your own .irish domain name? Just go to blackknight.irish. Good evening, Captain Shahul Marshin, Sloan Agus Benacht.